Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Wow, what a privilege to be here. I think I was here about four years ago and looking at you, I see some familiar faces, but more importantly, I see new faces and I think you've doubled Since I was here four years ago, quite honestly, you've doubled. Um, And so I just really want to give a huge, huge commendation to you for Dave and Leanne, for all that they've sown into this place. Can we give them a huge, huge thank you? You know what, Dave and I go back really, really quite far. I think over 20 years. We were at the same youth group together, which goes back a long way. So I'm now 41. And Dave, I'm not even going to go there with your age, so we'll just leave it there. (laughs) And obviously, Leanne and I have kind of grown to know each other through Dave. And Leanne and Dave are just such a wonderful couple. And you are so privileged to have this gem with you. And I really honour them because they're just beautiful and they're children. See? We love you. So it's a real privilege to be welcomed here back again. And you heard my mum and dad speak, which is great. Um, And so I was here about four years ago sharing the word of God. But um, Dave and I, my husband and I, are just really pleased to be welcomed here. And you know what? I've been praying about this visit and what to share with you. And I really believe that God has given me a very specific word for this church. And I'm really excited to share it. And you know what? I wrestled with the word a bit, with the word that God gave me. And I thought, God, I'm not very good at doing this myself. How can I share this word to you? And God said, well, you might have to learn a few things yourself as well, Jet, along the way. So I know that God's got a specific word for you and that he wants to impart into this church, like a seed that's going to grow. Um, So just prepare your hearts. Ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. I believe it's for individuals here. I believe it's for the whole church as as a group as you go forward into the next season. But first of all, before I tell you what I feel God spoke to me about, I have a question for you. My question to you is, have you enjoyed your holiday? Are you enjoying the holiday season? Got a few people nods, yeah? Hands up if you've actually been away on holiday. Fantastic. Okay, my real question to you is, how many of you actually manage to switch off when you go on holiday? How many of you, we've got a few chuckles here already, (laughs) how many of you might just have a little sneaky look at your phone on emails? Come on, you know I'm talking to you, I can see some nods in the background. How many might answer a few work emails when you're on holiday? Maybe a few work texts? We've got a few nudges from wives and husbands like this, I can see. How many of you might sit at the pool in a beautiful surroundings and actually think about work? Think about all the things you've got to do. Think about the plans that you've got to make. Think about the, the problems that are still ticking away at work. You know, many of us 
are not very good at the R word, the rest word, yeah? And it was interesting, because as I was praying today, I felt God say, I want you today to speak to the people about rest, true rest. And I went, oh, no, I don't like that word, because I'm rubbish at rest. I'm hopeless at resting. Always on the go, always got things going on in my head, want to do stuff. And the Lord spoke to me very clearly about speaking to you today about rest. And as I continued to pray about it, I saw a picture. And what God does is sometimes when he speaks to us, he shows us a picture or an image or a word or a, an impression of something else. And as I was praying, I had a picture of harvest, a huge harvest field. And there had been just one, um, one area where we'd just started to cut down the harvest. And I'm thinking, Lord, do you want me to talk about rest or do you want me to talk about harvest? What is it you want to say to the people? And as I began to pray about it and study scripture, I wanted to bring this particular passage to you. And it comes from Exodus 34, 21. And it says here, this is God speaking to his people, or God speaking to you today. It says, six days you will labor, but on the seventh day you will rest. Even during the harvest season, you must rest. And God spoke so clearly to me for this church. He says, you are just entering into a season of harvest. I can see it already by looking at people here. I can see how the numbers have doubled already. But I felt like God said there's going to be a harvest of souls coming into this church over the next few years that is going to overwhelm you. And you're going to be going, wow, God, only you have brought in this harvest. Where did all these people come from? Where did these kids come from? Where did these young people come from? Where did these 20s to 30s come from? Where did the professionals come from? Where did the elderly come from? Where did the families come from? And you're going to look around and you're going to see that God has brought in the harvest. But God said very clearly, in order for you to sustain and cope with the harvest, the growth that's coming into this place, you must get in place the boundary of rest. Without rest, you cannot sustain the harvest. Without rest, you cannot sustain the hard work. Without rest, you will burn out. And God's saying to you, be ready, get ready. And the way you do it is not by picking up more tools, and that time will come, but you will rest. You will put in the boundaries of rest. So there's six days for you to labor. Six days for you to pick up the tools that you need to do and go out into the community and start sharing the gospel, start bringing people to Jesus, going into the school's work. <laughs> Something for you to think about and pray into. Going into the schools. As you do that, there's going to be a harvest that's going to come in. And as you do that, remember on the seventh day to rest. Now let's look at the context. Now going back in Exodus, 
In the Bible, um, we have lots of 66 books in the whole of the Bible. Exodus is the second book. Now, the first five books of the Bible were basically the Torah or the law. And God sets out the law for the people of God to work through so that we have clear boundaries. So basically, during the first five books, God is setting out boundaries for his people. Who here knows that boundaries are good? Yeah? Boundaries with your kids? We all need boundaries for the kids. I've got two kids, fantastic kids. I've got a 16-year-old, soon-to-be, 13-year-old girl and a boy. And um, boundaries are important. We need boundaries. What about boundaries of work? You know, with your boss? You are the boss with your colleagues. (laughs) Um, Boundaries of, you know, maybe toxic people, people that, you know, aren't necessarily good for you. Keep clear boundaries. But how many of us observe the boundary of rest? And it's a really important boundary. And God knows this. And he said to his people, we've got to put in this boundary of rest. So the first five books of the Bible are the boundaries, the law, basically what is the best thing for us as people to prosper. And in Exodus, the second chapter, the second book of the Bible, he's laying out this boundary of rest. Now, I'll unpack a little bit of this. Now, the, the boundary of rest is called, actually, the, um, the Sabbath. Many of you will have heard that, that term, the Sabbath rest. Was traditionally on a Saturday. Many of us sometimes have it on a Sunday. Um, but Sabbath basically was like Father's Day, in a sense, because it was a day that you spent with God the Father. You and God resting in community with him, having time with your family, having time to do fun things together, putting down your work, not answering your emails. (laughs) They didn't have the emails, I'm sure, in Exodus, but I'm sure there was pressure to do the work, to plough that bit of the field over there. And, uh, you know, God basically says, no, rest, Sabbath rest. If we go on to the next slide, we see that after, oh bless, after the Sabbath rest, which was one day in every seven days, we then have a sabbatical year, which is one year off in seven years. So basically, oh, it's okay, it's all right. Oh, we've got Teddy, we've got Teddy, we're all right, we're all right. So, one year off in seven years. That was what we called a sabbatical. Now, during the sabbatical, God said, you've been working really, really hard, um, and I'm going to give you all a sabbatical. Now, that was one year off in every seven years. It was during that time, slaves and servants were to be freed. All debts were to be forgiven. And the land was to rest. Now just let that sink in a minute. That's quite a big thing, isn't it? For God to say, everything needs to rest and go back to the start. Go back to scratch. Where debts have been incurred, where people have sold themselves into slavery to pay off debts, God's saying all of that is wiped clean. And in a way, it was an example 
of how God frees us and he gives us rest. When we come to Jesus, this here is a picture of how we can enter in to rest and our debts are freed, our debts of sin. And all is forgiven. And that is the picture that God was setting out for his people. That was the boundary. That was the pattern. So it gets even better. On the um, Jubilee year, this was seven times seven years. On the 50th year, see the patterns here, lots of sevens, was the Jubilee year. And the Jubilee year was an incredible year of celebration. God is setting out this pattern. And he's saying to his people, all prisoners are to be freed. Wow. He's saying all slaves are freed and all servants, all debts are forgiven. Get this one. All property and mortgages are to be released. (laughs) Wouldn't you just love to have your mortgage paid off in seven years? It'd be amazing. All property and mortgage returned and sold. The land will rest and the people will rest. Wow. That was the year of Jubilee. You can see why they called it Jubilee, can't you? Because this is fun. This is good times. And this is what God's setting the pattern because he's wanting his people to rest. He's wanting the land to rest. But he's also wanting things to be forgiven, put back to scratch, and putting society on an equal plane again. Isn't that a beautiful pattern? Beautiful pattern. And the Israelites, they had the pattern, but they didn't follow the pattern. They got greedy. Well, I don't want to give back that land that I bought. I, I, I don't want to release my servants. I don't want to release the debts that they owe me. And so they became quite greedy. And they continue to, to pull in uh, resource and continue to work the land. They didn't let the land rest. Now, why is this important for us? I believe that God is speaking to members of this community and this church for us to remember to rest on the seventh day. Rest, be with your family, be with Father God. I believe for some of you, there needs to be a season of sabbatical, a year out, where it might be a year out after finishing education, and you take some time just to process, work out what the next steps are, rest, hear from God. It was a a valuable year for me when I took a year out of education, And uh, my husband took out two years, actually. And that was a really, really helpful process. I feel for some of you, um, there may be a sabbatical coming from work where you're able to be released from work for a while. It may not be a full year, but it may be a time for you just to travel and explore and to think and to hear from God afresh as to, Lord, what is it you want me to do? I felt that there might be one or two here that have gone through maybe a trauma or a time of nursing a loved one and 
people keep saying, well, what is it you're going to do next? What are you going to do next? What are you going to do next? And you're kind of looking at jobs and you think, oh, I just don't know. And maybe for you, you're just feeling God say, just rest. Just rest. I'm not asking you to do anything yet. I'm asking you to do rest, to sit and to listen. And, and to actually, it's a time for us to focus on our families, to get our finances in order, to let the thing that we have been working on for so long, just rest a minute. And I just felt that there were some, some of that, maybe some of you can start planning for that in the next two to three years. Just thinking about that and then releasing work as the key thing that you focus on and actually reprioritizing God as the person you focus on. It's a really key thing that actually sometimes we can become so consumed with work and earning a living that actually we forget to rest and reprioritize families. Boundaries of rest are really important. And I have to be honest with you, I'm absolutely useless at this. And actually, God has really used um, the last few years as a time of making me and my husband rest quite a lot more than we ever have done in the past. And um, I think a few years ago, maybe four years ago, if you'd have said to me, yes, it's important to rest, I'd have gone, yeah, 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 I'll I'll try and do that. But I'm so busy. <laughs> we've got so much to do. <laughs> we've just got this, we've got this, and got this, and we've got this. And then we, we end up just kind of packing our diaries. I was absolutely useless at saying no to things. And uh, although I believed in the principle of rest, I didn't actively put it into practice. And actually, over the last few years, Dave and I, my husband and I, have had to really work at kind of. Um, we, Re-understanding priorities and prioritizing this time of rest and family. Um, and you know what? It's interesting, isn't it? Because the putting in boundaries of rest are really important. So first boundary is the boundary between, with you and God. That is like essential. That's the core of you. Then the next layer, the next boundary, is the boundary with you and your family or you and your loved one. Maybe it's your husband or your wife. And then beyond that, it's the boundaries of the extended family and those that God has entrusted to you. And then after that, it's others. It's the family of God and it's doing all of the other things out there for the community. And that's like the widest boundaries you can see. But I think, to be honest with you, Dave and I, we would agree that we had blurred those boundaries and we hadn't kept those healthy boundaries in place where we prioritise our family first. And so we would kind of say, in principle, yeah, yeah, we do that. We know family's important. But actually, keeping those boundaries in place was essential. And Dave and I have learned, actually, how to look after ourselves a lot more. So um, we all rest in different ways, don't we? So Dave's idea of rest is going for a 10-mile jog. Okay. comes back and he's all really refreshed and like sweating and he's like bouncing around I had a great time that was brilliant and I'm like that's like hell <laughs> and I went for a 10 minute run the other day and I was like no no can't do this <laughs> but 
Um, Dave's idea of rest is also picking up a guitar, and he gets really replenished when he starts singing and being creative and, and all of that. And I can see some of you creatives going, yeah, I get that. I, that would be so stressful for me. Like, I would not be able to do that. For me, resting is it's actually finding a quiet corner of the house and just reading and journaling or going for a walk in the countryside. Um, and so we all rest in different ways, don't we? And that's okay. Give yourself permission to rest however you need. You know, it might be that Dave goes, come on, Jack, want a 10-mile run with me? And I'm like, oh, okay. And I'm like straining behind. I can't. And I manage like one mile. And, uh, you know, I think for us, for all to recognise where our strengths are, where our weaknesses are, because we're all created differently. So I would encourage you all to find what replenishes you, what causes you to feel good. And here are the benefits of rest. Are we ready for this? Benefits of rest. This is scientifically proven, ladies and gentlemen, that actually resting is good for us, even if we need to be told this. I don't think we do, but let's go for it anyway. Okay, if we rest, the kids get a better version of you. Okay, (laughs) they're not so stressed either. Your family gets a better version of you. Whoever of you are tired and you come into the house and you get snappy maybe. No, we're not snappy here, are we? Um, You're more creative. If you rest, you're more creative. You can problem solve and your memory is improved. Anyone need to improve their memory? <laughs> Anyone keep forgetting where they put the keys? <laughs> Maybe if you rest, your memory will start to come back. You feel inspired again if you're rested. You can problem solve easier. You have better relationships. Your body is rejuvenated. Did you know your immune system goes up? If anyone's here suffering from colds and flu and sickness all the time, the general cold, maybe you just need to get some more rest rather than popping more pills. I'm terrible at that. I'm hopeless. I'll just whack a few coffees down my neck, a few ibuprofen, carry on with the day, you know. And actually God says, Jet, maybe you just need to rest a bit more. You sleep better when you're rested. You know, when you go to bed frenzied from the day of work and you drop in bed, actually your level of sleep is never as good as if you've wound down after the day and you've rested properly. So, if you're creative, create. Don't let it go. If you love to walk, go for a walk. Don't stop doing it. If you're musical, maybe it's your turn to go up into the attic again and dust off the old tuba that's up there. (laughs) Bring it down and start playing it in the lounge, you know. (laughs) Whatever it is that brings you rest, do it. Maybe some of you have left things untouched for a very long time. It used to bring you such joy. Maybe some of you were dancers. Maybe some of you were artists and you haven't picked up a paintbrush for a long time. 
That's how God has created you. He's created you to connect with him through all of these gifts that he's given you so that you can be replenished and you can be a blessing to your families and to your community and your church. What I love is that Jesus calls himself Lord of the Sabbath. Isn't that amazing? If we look at the next slide, we'll see this. Jesus, Lord of the Sabbath. That's the Sabbath rest. Jesus said, come to me all who are weary and I will give you rest. Jesus was saying here, actually, I'm Lord of the Sabbath. Yes, the Sabbath is important, but we don't have to become too um, stringent with it that we can't, you know, do anything. But actually, what he was saying is, through the work of Jesus on the cross, we can come to him and he is our true rest. You know, we can all have a day off and we still feel a little bit disquieted and feel churned up and not quite. It's more than that. Rest is about the rest of the soul, the spirit, the body, connecting with the Father. Go, Lord, you are my rest. In you, I am whole. In you, I am forgiven. In you, I'm complete. And as we do that, we commune with the Father. His Spirit just ministers to us. He blesses us. He speaks to us. And we can just... The amount of times I've been in that place with God, and he's just showed me how to answer a problem that I've been worrying about for weeks. Amazing. I'm like, oh, that is the answer. And I think, why didn't I come to the the Lord of the Sabbath with my concerns before? And he comes and he brings his rest and he brings his problem solving and he shows us through his spirit where he wants to lead us. If we go back to our original passage that I felt was for you in the next slide, Exodus 34, verse 21. Six days you will labor, but on the seventh day you will rest. That is talking about the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the Lord of rest. After our labor, even during the harvest season, you must rest. Do you know what God showed me? When I'd never really put the two together, Jesus says, I am Lord of the harvest. How amazing is that? He's the Lord of the Sabbath, but he's the Lord of the harvest. And I'm like, oh my goodness, God, you're amazing. And he's hidden that in that one passage. See here, Matthew 9, verse 38. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest to send workers into his field. Isn't that beautiful? And when we know that he's the Lord of the harvest, we know that all of our labors are in partnership with him. It's not in our strength. It's not in our skills. It's not in our wisdom. It's not in our energy. It's in partnering with the Lord of the harvest. And he says to us, You partner with me. And the thing that struck me about this passage, it says, send workers to his fields. They're his fields. They're his crops. They're his people. 
and we're just going out and te telling them about him. We're his co-laborers, and he is the Lord of the harvest. So, Lord of the Sabbath, our place of refuge, and Lord of the harvest, our place where we partner with him. I'm just going to invite Dave up just to play as we just kind of come into a time of closing. Because I really feel God wants to speak to us. He's already spoken to many of you today, I can see. And I'm just so grateful that God has got this word for you. So let's just close our eyes and let's just pray, can we? Just ask the Holy Spirit what areas He wants you to surrender to Him in rest. Areas where you're striving at work. Areas where you're striving in your home. Areas where you feel like maybe I'm just overtired because I'm striving to do and be everything for everyone. It's hard to perfectionist, you know, who struggle to rest and to stop. Maybe feel there's someone here who just needs to stop cleaning and sit in the presence of Jesus. Leave that pile of washing <coughs> for a moment for the next day and just come before the Lord. Say, Lord, I am nothing without you. to rest in your presence to know that you are the God of rest you restore my soul you lead me by still waters you restore my soul you make me lie down in green pastures Lord we thank you for that psalm and we thank you that you want us to rest because that is where we're not striving. Maybe for some of you, you think, Jet, I get it. I get what you're saying, but I just feel so restless in my spirit all the time. I'm struggling, I'm anxious, I'm afraid. me to a passage where he spoke to Cain. Cain and Abel, you remember the story, Cain disobeyed God and sinned. And God said to Cain, you will be restless and you will wander the earth because of the sin that had separated him from God. 
he became restless in his spirit and he wandered and he couldn't find peace. And God says to you today, if that is you and you have not had that moment of coming before him and asking for the Lord of the Sabbath to forgive you of your sins, today he welcomes you. Today the Lord of the Sabbath welcomes you and he says, let me take away that guilt. Let me take away that anxiety. Let me take away those pains that trouble you and those memories and those things of unforgiveness. Let me take them. Let me nail that unforgiveness to the cross that you've carried in your heart. And when you let it go, when you let go of that unforgiveness, that hurt, that pain, that sin, at the feet of Jesus, the Lord of the Sabbath, he wants to come and give you rest. If that is you, just speak to Jesus right now in your heart. Say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for my past. Help me to forgive those that have hurt me. Just like in that sabbatical year where all forgiveness was distributed amongst people and things were returned back to normal and things were on a level playing field. That's what God wants to do with you today. He wants to return you to that level playing field where you feel that you can start again. Whisper to him. Talk to him. Ask his forgiveness and he will give you rest. Finally, for those I feel who have been given promises of God over your lives, over your families, and you're not seeing them fulfilled quite yet. And you've tried to harvest the promise. You've tried to make it work by working at it. And God says, yes, work, but don't forget to rest in my promises over your lives. Rest in my promises over the children, over your families. Rest in the promises that I have for you, says God. So that when that blessing comes, you will be able to sustain it. Whisper to the Lord today in your heart. If you've tried to harvest your own promises, Ask his forgiveness. Ask him to help you trust him again. When we wait in the presence of God, he is our breakthrough because he is the Lord of the harvest. Father, I pray over this house, this church, Lord, when we come back again, we will see even more growth. We will see more people come into the kingdom of God for the first time.
I ask, Lord Jesus, for this church that you stir the hearts of those who are not yet working in the harvest to volunteer, to have a go at working in the kids and the youth and the areas of uh, ministry in this church that you want the workers to go into. I ask that every member here will find a place to work and that we will all gather together and rest in your love. Bless this house, I pray. May it be prosperous and a beacon of light into this community like never before. Bless Dave and Leanne and their family. Bless, Lord, your people. Bless the leaders of this church. Bless those who serve. And God, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here in this church, I ask. Thank you, Jesus. Not going to take much time. Let's keep your eyes shut and heads bowed. And um, God's been speaking, hasn't he? We heard right at the beginning of this year, God speaking to this house about unforced rhythms of grace and about rest. <laughs> and during that time, we have been growing and being busy. Um, and I just believe God has been reminding us again that in the business, it's not about us. It's not about how busy we can get. But for us to sustain what God wants to do in this place, all of us, and myself included, <laughs> need to rest. And just while every head is bowed and eyes shut, um, maybe you wouldn't yet call yourself a Christ follower. You've come here today and you've experienced something and you perhaps haven't got words for it, but something of the presence of God. And you think, wow, something's going on. Well, God loves you so much. And maybe you're just here today and you're saying, do you know what? I need Jesus. I need this. I need this rest. I need, I need Jesus. I, I, I've experienced something today. I need Jesus. And maybe you're, or you're here today and you, you, you have been a Christ follower, but perhaps you've wandered from the path and God is calling you back home. Not necessarily calling this local church your home church, but calling you back to God. Well, today I want to create an opportunity for you to respond to Jesus. Either for the first time you're saying, I need Jesus, or as a recommitment of your faith, I need Jesus. So right now, across this place, if that's you, if you're saying, I need Jesus today, I want to pray for you. Where every head is bowed and eyes shut. Right now, if you're saying, I need Jesus, just raise your hand so I can see it. Raise it nice and high. Great, wonderful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I need Jesus. I want to pray for you. I'm not going to call you forward. I'm not going to ask you to stand to your feet. But I'm going to just pray a blanket prayer. Thank you. Wonderful. Any more before I just pray? Wonderful. People respond to Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I wonder if we can pray this prayer out loud just to encourage those that are responding. Dear Father, thank you that you love me. Thank you that you sent Jesus to die for me. I repent of my sins. Would you forgive me? Would you give me a brand new start? I invite you to take control of my life. I choose to live for you. I choose to work for you. 
I choose to rest in you. Make the best of the rest of my days. And all God's people said, come on, let's appreciate those that responded to Jesus today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life.cc.org.